hate that woman. Okay. Hello, everybody. I'm Julie. I'm Aaron. <laughs> Were you <laughs> somewhere just else? Staring. I was just staring. And welcome to our public diary where we overshare on the internet for our own personal enjoyment. And today is a very special episode Yay. because we have guest stars. Our friends from Quarter Life Crisis, Hunter and Derek. What is up, y'all? What's going on? It's weird to be on a podcast that isn't my own. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. So most of our listeners probably have no idea who you are. <laughs> so most of our listeners have no idea who we are either. Point. Yeah, you know those <laughs> just Taiwan, the Taiwanese bots that have no idea who we are. <laughs> yeah, that's so. True. For those of you who don't know, uh, Hunter and I. We're on the same floor, freshman year at college, so we became friends. And then he does a podcast with Derek, and then we became friends. And I'm just we, meeting these people today, but we do interact on Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> Julie and I still haven't met in real life. We were in the same building a few years ago on New Year's Eve. Where that was the closest we've gotten. Oh, loons! Well, no, that's not true. We were at the same basketball game. Oh, one time. Probably, okay, probably you're a little less likely to times. meet there, though. Yeah, yeah. We were, he was like 30 feet from you at Looney's versus like, I don't <laughs> yeah. know how far away at a basketball game. Sounds about right. Well, I offered also to meet in the you guys and you said no. Like, <laughs> so many other people were also in that room. Whatever, whatever. So anyway. anyways, to introduce our friends to our audience, we have to expose them a little bit by sharing their diary entries as we do with all of our guests. So who wants to go first? <laughs> okay. I've got, I've got, well, because it's a, for the purposes of exposing, um, I've got one that is like actually kind of funny and then one that is really sad. Um, oh. And by sad, I mean like college kid sad. It's not actually that sad. Yeah. So this is the second um, Finsta post I ever made on April 7th, 2018. It was a screenshot of a text conversation that I had with Hunter. <laughs> and it just starts off with me telling him, I will Venmo for booze. He responds, yes, I'm probs getting wine, casual. And I said, sounds like my kind of menu. And his response was, you're the dessert on mine with a winking emoticon. <laughs> Not a winking emoji, like a, like a semicolon end bracket. Like, <laughs> like the sixth grade. Like, oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And my caption that I put on it was, it was a poem that I wrote that said, get you a man's that makes you feel not only like a snack, but the whole dang meal. Dr. Yes. Seuss, probably. <laughs> and this was like two months into our friendship yeah i barely knew derek and i said that it was not it was not a grand time um but the but the kind of sad one that i have it was posted just a about a month later on um may 4th 2018 where i was taking i was in my junior year yeah junior year and i was taking a really hard hydrodynamics class for my major and I posted just a really sad picture of myself. I don't know if you can see how upset I am in this picture, but eh. uh, it said, so I have my third hydro exam in about 20 minutes. The first two averages were a 26 and a 31%. So if I get in that range, I should be, be decent. May the force be with me on this. Uh, we'll update soon. Then about uh, two hours later, it's a picture of me downing a, a, a beer at like <laughs> yes. one in the afternoon <laughs> saying yep. update. The fourth was not with me. My liver best repair for the revenge of revenge of the fifth. Happy Cinco de Cuatro. <laughs> so. I, I feel that so hard. Yeah. All of my comp sci exams, just like the average is about a 25. So no. if I can oh, get yeah. that. 
There, I think the exam that I ended up getting like a 37 on that exam. And the high was like a 52. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds about right. It was bad. It was not good. I'm glad that that had a positive ending though, Derek. Yeah, no, it was good. At least. <laughs> yeah. All right. So mine, um, I don't have anything exposing Derek. I don't think those are all on Snapchat somewhere. Um, but <laughs> this one was from, wait, when was yours from Derek? When in 2018? Uh, April and May. Oh, this was from February 2nd, 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, this is when I was in the middle of a, the second part of a, of a German class that I had to take for my major, which was awful. It was the worst. First of all, I'm an idiot because I took Latin in high school and could have just taken it in college and you don't have to speak it because no one does anymore. Right. But instead, I was dumb and said, I'm just going to start a new language. Don't do that. What was your major? I was a theater major. Oh, okay. I was like... Yeah. German. Yeah, no. What does that belong to? I had to take a language for arts and humanities. So anyway, I was, so every, it was Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and every Friday I always like had a, I always had this like internal struggle with whether I go to class or not because I wasn't learning anything. So I was like, do I just not go? Um, And so (laughs) this one Friday I decided to go and literally this is my worst fear was realized. So this post says, Happy expletive Friday, everyone. So the elevator in the view legit stopped between the fourth and fifth floor and we couldn't press any buttons. We called for help and they legit hung up on us. So now I'm like panicking, but also a little bit happy because I might not have to go to German. Then it just magically starts moving up and we all got off on the eighth floor and took the stairs and no one said a word to each other about it. Like this whole interaction was completely silent. And when I tell you that the amount of panic and fear in my like, coursing through my veins was so much that I like I immediately got out of that elevator I almost didn't go because I was having like a panic attack because that's right. my was getting stuck in an elevator I couldn't oh do it it was the worst day of my life yeah I I don't know how people stayed silent through that like I would have like probably passed out None of, like no one said a word we literally everyone kind of it stopped everyone just kind of looked at each other Someone like clicked a button, didn't work. Someone else clicked a different button, didn't work. We hit the help button and then we like heard them, but then they like hung up because they couldn't hear us. And we were like, that seems wrong. Like you shouldn't do that to people. Yeah. Uh, and then it just went up and everyone was like, what? And then we just got <laughs> off and just went our separate ways. It was really strange. It felt like some black mirror dystopian stuff. I did <laughs> not like it. <sighs> I would not like that either. Rough. Yeah. Rough. That just gave me anxiety, like listening to it. So... <laughs> All right. So now that our dear friends have uh, opened their hearts on our podcast, um, (laughs) it's time for our first segment, which is movies that have defined our childhood. And I have very strong feelings about mine. (laughs) So we're going to see how this goes. I'm wondering if some of these movies I've not seen. Well, I know that I've seen the movies Julie's seen. Yeah, I was going to say, you've definitely seen mine because I definitely have seen all three with you yeah so and i will be shocked if ours don't overlap but if not for the others give me a little a little uh what's the word i'm looking for synopsis yes like if you haven't seen it yeah a summary if you will yes (laughs) yeah i I went for the weird word i don't know okay synopsis is actually synopsis is the non is the sat word summary is big brain word yeah there you go Okay, so I'll go first, because like I said, I have strong feelings about this first one, and both Hunter and Derek have already made fun of me for it on their podcast. Okay. But the first movie that defined my childhood 
is probably the greatest movie of our generation, which is A Cinderella Story featuring Hilary Duff and Chad Michael Murray. Correct. It is so good. And I saw Hunter and Derek just like grimace as I said it. so bad so bad julie have you, have you guys even like seen it recently yes i have not it's, like recently okay. but in the last like three years i've seen it and I it's it's it. from what i remember i haven't seen it yeah i haven't seen it in a few years but from what i remember it's a soup it's passable it's like a hallmark movie it's like it's a passable <laughs> movie loves that doesn't make it good though this another Cinderella story of Selena Gomez that's terrible. okay that one was that, that was one was not as good at all like but at the time I watched it and yeah. Drew Seeley. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I do love you know, Drew I will say the savior of a Cinderella story. Well, there's two. Chad Michael Murray was actually good in that movie. I liked him. Mm-hmm. Also, he's from Buffalo, so shout out Chad. Um, and then whoever, I forget who the actress who plays the, the stepmom. I forget her name, but she's hilarious. And I like Oh that. my gosh, what's her she's name? So oh, I, I can't think of her name. But people everything are, else was bad. People on TikTok do impressions of her. Yes. It's it's the same. She's in Mean Girls too. Not Mean Girls. I'm getting confused. She's in um Legally Blonde. Yeah. yeah. Mm. But oh, like, isn't her name like Jennifer? Hold on. It's like I got my clothing. Jenny. Good no, I don't know. <laughs> Google it, please, because well, I, I need to know. Anyways, <laughs> it's the greatest movie of our time, and I will tell you why. First of all, as you said, Chad Michael Murray is fantastic in it. Second of all, the soundtrack slaps. Like, it's just, like, the classic, like, early 2000s, like, rom-com, like, goo-goo dolls. And then also, you got the Hillary Duff in there, because it's a Hillary Duff movie. And then, the best monologue of all time. <laughs> Her in the locker room, where she just, like, goes off on Chad Michael Murray and does the, waiting for you is like waiting for rain in this drought. Useless and disappointing. And she just walks oh, out. Oh. But then okay. when they finally get together in the end, it starts raining. No wow. Oh, no cinematic. Way. Wow. <laughs> the only thing okay, I would never say that that's a bad movie. Ever. Because it's one of the one of the greats from my childhood. But I will say no one knowing that it was her. Yeah, that's a at little the bit masquerade ball. That's a little bit. Really bothers me. Okay. <laughs> So, and I will say that I was, so basically any Hillary Duff movie defined my childhood because I yeah. loved her. And I was between a Cinderella story and the Lizzie McGuire movie as my choice. So good too. And I, and I had to pick one. And what really bothered me about the Lizzie McGuire movie, like I, I, those were like the two like bad things. I'm like, okay, but in a Cinderella story, like the mask thing is really bad. But in the Lizzie McGuire movie, they're all supposed to be in eighth grade. And that just like. Yeah, that, I never thought about that. I that is weird. That. Be Shakes me to my core. And they're like all very obviously 22. Yeah. <laughs> like I watched that like a year ago, maybe. And I'm like, these are by 13. Way, by the way, the <laughs> stepmom's, the actress's name was Jennifer Coolidge. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. That's her name. Closely related to Calvin Coolidge. Right. <laughs> No, I wonder if actually. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> anyways. You be that meme of the, of the Joker in the comedy club. <laughs> I, just, I just get pulled by the I just get pulled by like the big hook taking me <laughs> off stage. <laughs> <Dang. laughs> 
Yeah, so um, Hilary Duff is the actress of our generation, and I will pass along the baton to, I guess, Aaron. Aaron, okay. what's your one? Number one, overall pick. You could turn this on during, like, just one of the worst emotional moments of my life. I'd be cool. The Princess Diaries. Yes. First of all, <laughs> Michael Moskowitz. <laughs> The love interest, the brother of the best friend, literal sexual awakening. <laughs> like, you know, the, one of those moments when you're like a kid and you watch a movie and you're like, like your very first, that's a heartthrob. I don't know. Was it Megan Fox for you guys in uh, Transformers? Oh, it was actually, uh, it was actually Vanessa Hudgens in High School Musical. <laughs> See, you get it. Oh, yeah, it was I one of those moments that. where I was like. That's valid. Might have tried Michael Murray. <laughs> I need him. This has established my type. Oh, 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 I see. Did you Google him? Yep, I see it. I haven't seen this movie in a long time. Amazing. I see it. I just love that movie. Also, the cast is incredible. Mandy Moore is in it. Chad Michael Murray. No, he's not. No, he's not. What's that guy's name? Oh, Ethan. Ethan. He was in the Lizzie McGuire TV show. Yeah, he was Ethan. That's what I'm thinking of. Don't know his real name. What's her name? Uh, From Mary Poppins? Julie Andrews. Yes, Aaron. I know her name. I know her name. Come on. <laughs> I was thinking about. I was literally just thinking about. Um, also, the mom, Jamie Lee Curtis. I was thinking about oh, her just now, and I. I couldn't. changed my mind. Jamie Lee Curtis was mine. <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis is hot, dude. She's like sixty-five years old. She's so hot. Dude, she was in oh. Knives Out. I said, "Woo, <laughs> Jamie Lee." It's incredible, but the movie as a whole, you just couldn't. You couldn't hate it. Yeah, I, I will say I will say that movie is significantly better than a Cinderella story. It is. I oh, it I is. would agree with that. Yes. Okay, the cat cool. has its own storyline. Like, uh, <sighs> it's just amazing. And also, the mom is like single mother, artsy, mm-hmm. just killing it. She reminds me of my friend Catherine. Anyway, so that's my first one, and my second one is Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen. Don't know if you guys have seen this. It's so good. Oh, you think I don't the know Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen? Soundtrack so is good. so good. Like, I don't know. The way so many movies have tried the whole, like, high school setting, the plot somehow involves a play. Yeah. This did wow. it just the best, in my opinion. The whole... The whole, what is it, like, Eliza Rocks? Is that what yeah, it's called? Yeah, it was, like, supposed to be Pygmalion or whatever. Is that what it's supposed That's to That's what she tried out for. They were talking about it, and then, like, suddenly it's just her own musical. Ooh, that's the first Google search that comes up. Cool. Yeah, I remember, I definitely watched that movie with you. Um, yeah. And then we tried going through a Lindsay Lohan phase. Do you remember that? Like, we did for Hilary Duff. Like, we bought all her CDs and stuff. I never went through, like, a legitimate, like, I, I never listened to Lin, Lindsay Lohan music, but I pretty much have seen every single Lindsay Lohan movie. I saw Herbie Fully Loaded in theaters. Oh, I did too. Like, the cinematic masterpiece. You have to see them all. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. But also the costumes. Mm-hmm. And, in my opinion, Chad Michael Murray in his best form. 
He's in that movie? No, no, no. I'm thinking of Freaky Friday. I'm sorry. I oh, can't get my okay. Lindsay Lohan straight. Dude, that would dude, have been Freaky my third Friday movie. was some... Oh, okay, wait a minute. No, I changed my mind again. It was Freaky <laughs> Friday because it had Lindsay Lohan and Jamie Lee Curtis. Wow. Yes. Wowza. That would have been my third pick, and I'm getting them all confused. But in my opinion, that's Chad Michael Murray and his best form is in Freaky Friday. I think that's Lindsay Lohan in her best form. The 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 uh, the punk rock girlfriend. Oh my god. Yes. Come on now. Yes. Yeah. The song Obsessed. they sing at the end of that. Um, oh, what's it? Why can't I think of it? I think it's called. I don't know what it's called. Like the don't want to grow up. I want to get. Oh yeah. yeah, Take yeah. Me away. I, there I listened to that on Spotify. Also. Yeah. Um, so good. Ultimate. Ultimate. Yeah. Slaps. So good. So good. Yeah, I, I would argue that Chad Michael Murray's best form was a Cinderella story. Okay. And I would opinion. take it to the four corners of the ring <laughs> and we can just, talk there about we're that. Gonna, we're just going to forget that he was on One Tree Hill. We're just going to forget Okay, that. I've watched One Tree Hill all nine seasons like four times all the way through. I've never seen it. Towards the, is this a hot take? Towards the end of One Tree Hill, couldn't stand him. He's, his character does get annoying towards the end. I yes, but the beginning, love it. I didn't I think that people you, actually watched One Tree Hill. I, I will raise you, Chad Michael Murray and Gilmore Girls. <laughs> oh, wait, who was he in Gilmore Girls? He wasn't in Gilmore. Oh, I hated Tristan, though. Oh, he was wait, the worst. That is not Chad Michael Murray, Julie. That's Chad Michael Murray. No, it's not. Yes, wait, it is. You said his name was Tristan? Tristan in Gilmore Girls. I don't remember. I, I, I think I'm blanking. Is that just him really young? Him. Yes, oh, I'm pretty yeah, sure that's that a is, different. That is Chad Michael Murray. But I'm seeing, like, I just a, break you? I'm seeing a photo of some random dude incorporated into this. So I'm confused a little bit. I'm I swear. There were a lot of random dudes on Gilmore Girls. Okay, but you can't say, um, you can't even bring up Gilmore Girls and then not say that Jess was Jess. the hottest. No, Jess was the hottest, but okay. I'm just saying. That I think it was Dean. I think I'm really bringing home what my type is. <laughs> I was team Dean, bro. I was team Dean in the beginning, but then Jess shows up and I'm like, yes, moving on. 100%. <laughs> No, I'm Team Kirk. Kirk is the best character on that show. Oh no cap. <laughs> He's the best character on that show. Didn't he play like a weirdo in many other shows? And that's just his role. I mean, I would love to have that typecast. Yeah. <laughs> no, my favorite character was Lane, hands down. But <sighs> yeah. All right, boys. Who wants to go next? Do you like to go first? You want me to go first? Uh, you can take the reins. Okay. Um, all right. So my first one. It's kind of like a packet, but I'll pick one out of the three. So my original, like the the movie that kind of defined my childhood was the original Star Wars trilogy. Um, because, well, for a couple of reasons. Number one, like that was the only movie like my family would ever watch or set of movies that we would ever watch like together as a, as a unit. So we had the fireplace in our basement. So we would like put on a fire like in the wintertime and like watch Star Wars because my dad really liked it and wanted to teach us about it. I think out of all those, though, I think I liked um, Return at the time Return of the Jedi the best. Mm-hmm. So that was my favorite. But now that out of the three to switch to Empire Strikes Back, because that's just a better movie. Um, but, you know, and, and also um, episode three, Revenge of the Sith, hands down good time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, it just kind of like... Uh, yeah like i think the the problem with star wars movies is that the dialogue is always kind of shoddy it's not like amazing it seems kind of like very stitched together at the last minute but the movies from the 70s and the 80s when you look at them you're like wow they really did that with like no money and like no yeah like good for them um and they also just created like an iconic you know cult classic that you know is basically universally beloved and if you don't like star wars you're wrong um 
so that's my first one. I just think that Star Wars, it has a nostalgia factor, but also it's just a, a really fun set of movies um, with one of the most iconic twists of all time in that Darth Vader spoilers but this is like 40 years old um, <laughs> yeah. if you don't know father yeah <laughs> um and then my second movie is the iconic scooby-doo 2 monsters unleashed that movie cinematic masterpiece is amazing i was talking to my buddy matt last night about it and i said this movie walked so avengers ed game could run um <laughs> because like they just someone decided to just bring every scooby-doo villain who i forgot how good the villains are I forgot like how interesting they are um, and decided just to bring all of them into one movie. And they usually sequels aren't better than the original, but this one I think far and away was better than the original Scooby-Doo movie. Cause like, this is just so like Scooby-Doo universe canon, just like throwing up on screen. It was so fun. Um, and they, they let, they let Velma have her moment to shine. And I was like, yeah, go Velma. That's great. Aaron, is this the one I've seen? I, this is different than the island. This island. Yes. I've only seen the island one. I've I seen them both. Like I, rem I remember the island one more clearly, but I've definitely seen the one you're talking the about. Island and I agree one, that it was great. The island one is the first one where they like have to where it's Scrappy Doo is the villain, yes. like, like Scooby's like cousin, and then yeah. he becomes this gigantic. One, yeah, yeah, this one <laughs> is. Um, the plot summary is basically like there's a a they're like getting celebrated for like all their like mystery saving um and they bring all of the costumes of the villains into like this museum but then at some point all of the costumes come back to life um was that the yeah. one where um where scooby falls in love with mary jane that's the, the island one? that's the island one that's the island oh, okay yes they but meet on one, the yeah. plane they sit next to each other yeah because that's like his favorite name man this is the yeah. one where, <laughs> Eric, this is the kid the one where they convent the conventional oh um nerdy girl takes off glasses and suddenly she's attractive dude linda cardinelli is or Car yeah cardellini <laughs> excuse me like yeah. that's a add that to the list lindsay lohan jamie lee curtis linda Cardinelli. yeah they give her a moment with that with with that with her you know glasses off moment which i'm like okay she was attractive to begin with but whatever um for her <laughs> yeah and this movie is just like they just took every scooby-doo villain and was just like here you go. It's a lot of fun. And it's actually, the ending is, is actually wild. Like the, the confidence that Scooby-Doo exhibits, chef's kiss. <laughs> chef's kiss. Oh my gosh. It's leadership development. It is? You think it is. But it is. <laughs> I, I agree. So that's mine. Derek, what do you got? So um, first one is, you know how when you're a kid and every movie that you see becomes your new favorite movie because mm -hmm. there's no yeah. such thing as a bad movie when you're a child. Yeah. Um, well, well, you know, there's no such thing as a bad movie because every movie that you watch is. <laughs> Julie great. was just so intellectually advanced. Okay, don't eat. Whatever, keep going. <laughs> um, the movie that changed that for me, which is why it was developmental of my childhood, was uh, the Last Airbender movie. Oh, it was quite possibly the worst movie I've ever. Seen. Have you seen it, Hunter? I've seen bits and pieces. No, like you need to watch it just to appreciate how good the show is. I because I remember I was in the theater with my dad when we saw the first um, trailer for it. And I remember the trailer. It was just like it panned out like it was over this dark, like uh, this harbor with like ships coming in towards towards this like fortress. And then it like the camera slowly zoomed into the fortress and it showed this like this little, like tiny little figure 
in uh, in robes and he's surrounded by candles and then he lifts his hand and pushes it towards uh, like and a row of candles get like blown out and then he does it again and then he does like a, this like circle spin move and all the candles <laughs> get blown out and then he takes his uh, hood off and looks at the camera and he's this little bald kid a little white bald kid with a with an arrow tattoo and i'm like me being 10 years old was like oh my god avatar i was so excited and then i watched it and swore never to watch an m night Shyamalan movie again um so that's why it was developmental for me the next one was spy kids oh uh, man i didn't even think of that i watched spy kids when i was like when did that come out 2004 the original or probably it came out somewhere around there so i guess i was i guess i was like seven and you know how important that was? I had so many like like imaginary imagination games that I played with my friends where we'd pretend to be spies and we would have those like we'd have this I mean I think this was I think this was a uh, um like uh, the second movie where he like puts on the glasses and it says like spy dude on them. Yes. It felt so cool. <laughs> also, um Alexa Vega, add that to the list when I was yep, a child. Was, that was 2001. 2001, wow. so I was 4? Yeah, there were no spy kids movies in 2004. Wow. When did the third wow. one come out? Time. I remember seeing that in theaters. 2003. They had I, three movies in three years? Yeah. Eat I your heart out, Iron Man trilogy. <laughs> okay, but if you look at the production quality... Dude, Spy, don't try to tell me that Spy Kids 3 isn't a production masterpiece. I was going to say, I saw Spy Kids 3 first, and then I saw Spy one Kids. and two. I think yeah. I saw them in a row. They're all so good. They're all oh, so good. so good. Spider, or Alexa Vega, Carmen really got the shaft in, in uh, episode... Or, by kids three but um either way that was just really cool to see like kids running away from home and thinking they were really cool and then realizing the family is important that was really that was really fun <laughs> and the family me. is like involved also, yeah oh yeah also yeah it's, it's and then they have an uncle who's just um machete machete Why was he in that movie <laughs> that first, made first no of all they go your your dad's gonna be what antonio banderas which oh. is enough and then your uncle is machete <laughs> that was so weird i and i remember my parents being like is that Machete? And I'm like, who's Machete? <laughs> it's just, just I can't imagine how weird that was to see him in a kid's movie. That was really cool. Yeah. Um, but the most influential movie of my childhood, and Hunter will have no surprise to this, is Spider-Man 2.1. And it's Spider-Man 2.1 because I don't remember the original Spider-Man 2 because the only thing they ever play on TV and the only like DVD release I ever had was Spider-Man 2.1. And it added like two like minute long scenes, whatever. Um, it made me, uh, it made my fit. Have either of you seen Spider-Man 2? Which, yes. which Spider-Man is Doc that? Ock. That was the one with Doc Ock. I've is seen it, all of no, them. Actor. I feel actor. Like my brother also had 2.1. That's the, Julie, that's the Tobey Maguire. Tobey Maguire, yeah. I have not. Oh my God. Okay. So obviously it's after, in Spider-Man 1, like he tells Mary Jane that like he, he loves Mary Jane so much. And um, he's like, he becomes Spider-Man and he does his whole arc thing, whatever. And at the end, she's like, hey, I want to get with you. And he's just like, I can't. And then he walks away and like, it's this voiceover about how nobody can knows who, who he is because he doesn't want any of his family getting hurt or any of his friends or family getting hurt. And which is like a noble thing to do. And then at the beginning of Spider-Man 2, Mary Jane's just like, hey, um, you're going to date me. And he goes, no, I'm not. And she's like, well, I'm engaged anyway. So screw you. <laughs> it, it makes no sense. And that it's was great. my favorite like plot contrivance. Was right? like, what? <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but uh, P- Peter meets his hero, Dr. Uh, Otto Octavius, who is like trying to change the world for the better. But it turns out that Doc Ock is crazy 
and um, he really? gets this like he attaches this exoskeleton to himself, and it like messes with his brain and makes him turn evil. And then he's trying to make like a uh, super uh, renewable energy, which is really cool, but it ends up almost destroying New York. Right. And Spider Man has to save it. It's great. It's it's was at the time was at the time the best superhero movie of all time, and it has not aged well. But I still have watched it at least 15 times and have enjoyed every second of it. The scene where he's like trying to stop the, stop the train and he just like shoots the webs and like pulls it with his strength and does like the Jesus moment and then gets like slowly carried back. Mm -hmm. And then like, everybody's like, Hey, your mask fell off, but we're not going to tell anybody here. (laughs) Oh my God. The fact that like everyone's face and like no one on that train either knew who he was or took a photo. I think it was 2000. I was just going to say that walked. So Hannah Montana Montana could run run when she revealed that she was Hannah Montana and the entire town was like, we'll keep your secret. (laughs) Yeah. Crowley Corners. Also so good. I'm insulted that you just also, compared Spider-Man I, to I, Hannah Montana, the movie. I, really, I don't think the Hannah Montana movie is good. Hot take. I don't. Oh, I like But him. it reminded me of that. Well, of course you did. <laughs> Listen. I, oh, whatever. I'm not going to justify myself. Um, okay. But also... Taylor Swift, it doesn't get the credit she gets for writing um, You'll Always Find Your Way Back Home. That's a Taylor Swift song. People just think it's a Hannah Montana song. It is not. But anyways, I'm going to get... Now all of our listeners will at least know. <laughs> our, our eight listeners. <laughs> but um, I'll do my other two because I only shared one. And then I... Yeah, whatever. <laughs> like, well <okay>. said. <laughs> Listen, Elegant. It's early. Left, whatever. My second one, kind of going off, off of Spy Kids, is Ooh. The Adventures of Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Oh. Good one. Bad movie. <laughs> Okay, bad movie, but defining of your childhood. Oh, it's sure. great, but it's terrible. It's awful. It, I watching back, I'm like, okay, this isn't good. However, yeah. the 3D shit and the fact that I was young enough where I totally thought it was all real. I would see like George Lopez on other things. I'm like, what's Mr. Electric doing there? <laughs> and the Taylor Lautner <laughs> singing the dream song. Julie, that haunts dream, me. Dream, dream, dream. <laughs> That is one of the things that I should have put in our What Haunts Me episode. Yeah, well, I included it because did you see they're making a sequel? I did oh hear God. that. I feel it's like awful. it's all lies. I hear about sequels here and no, there. I I'm saw like, there's real. a trailer. It's on it's Netflix, real. New Year's Day. Yeah, it's real. They're, they're all grown up, except they couldn't get Taylor Lautner, so they just got a random actor. Yeah, I was about to say that was not Taylor Lautner. To be fair, <laughs> if I was me. Taylor Lautner... Why would I go back and do Dude, that? if you were a Taylor Lautner, why would you not go back to the, well, no, Team Revive the Dozen 2 springboarded his career. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. yeah. But Shark Boy and Lava Girl was what really got him. Know. In the, yeah. if, uh, if I'm Taylor Lautner and I'm like, you know, a, a multi-millionaire, I don't need to go back to that. Because you know the quality. You don't need to, but why wouldn't you? A lot. Cheaper by the Dozen is also so good. Oh, absolutely. Oh, my God. Ugh. Hillary Duff too in that. Hillary one. Duff too. Hillary Any Duff Hillary was Duff in that movie. movie. God. And then so my good. last one, Aaron. I think we've watched this movie probably a hundred times. I think it would be criminal to not mention this. It's I already know She's what the say. man. Oh, that's a great movie. <sighs> it was we my first. It almost every time we had a sleepover growing up, because we just would be like, "Oh, what should we watch?" She's the we man. just always wanted to watch that. <laughs> It was my first PG-13 movie. I was like seven. Yeah. Ooh. Okay, listen. <laughs> I think my first PG-13 movie is actually Spider-Man, now that I think about it. <laughs> that was PG-13. Maybe, maybe, maybe there's a study that can be done about 
your first PG thirteen movie being your one that defines role. your childhood. Yeah. Wait. Add Channing oh, Tatum to the list, Aaron. What? Channing Tatum to the list. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I and completely that- forgot. The first PG thirteen movie I watched was um, School of Rock. I love School oh, of That's still a great movie. Oh, God. What a phenomenal movie. I, I still sing that song. Baby, we were making straight A's. Yes. Oh, I, Sometimes I literally search the, the soundtrack on Spotify. It just is so good. It's a great soundtrack. Yeah. Sorry, continue. Oh, you're good. But anyways, so I we will literally watch it like now. Like She's the man. Yes. Like This is still... So it holds up. funny. It holds up so well. Amanda Bynes is incredible. And then just oh, what was the um and then just the whole like I remember the poster. I don't know why I remember this so vividly. It was like the entire cast. And then in the background, it like typed out like the love triangle. Like like I don't know why I can't remember the character's name, but like Amanda Bynes is in the Channing Tatum, but Channing Tatum's into Olivia, Olivia. and then Olivia <laughs> is into Sebastian, who's actually, and then it was all typed out, mm-hmm. and I was just like, this is incredible. <laughs> the drama. The drama. But also, my parents had a really bad habit of, like, seeing a actor I was, like, into and taking me to it, even though it was not child-appropriate, um, just because they're like, oh, like, Amanda Bynes is in it. It should be fine. That's what happened with Raise Your Voice, a.k.a., um, the most traumatic memory of my childhood, which was mm-hmm. a Hillary Duff movie, and it was definitely made for adults and scarred me forever. Was, was it traumatic because it was car, bad? Just a car accident. Yeah, oh. <laughs> they were in a car accident. And... I'm not saying that's not traumatic, but and I just wanted to confirm that is so what happened. The brother was helping Hillary Duff sneak out, and then they got into a car accident, and the brother died, and Hillary oh, Duff what a lived. Life lesson, Holy crap! Right, that's, like that's dark for that's... a five-year-old. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. I always think it's fun. I always think it's fun when people say they like movies and they think they're really good. And then I, I look into it and then I'm like, oh yeah, that was inspired by Shakespeare. I always forget that kind of stuff. So like, she's the man is inspired by Shakespeare. Right. Uh, it's that. And, um, 10 things I hate about you. Also another great Shakespeare. Phenomenal movie. Heath so good. Best movie. I'll say it. Dark Knight who? Okay. That's, okay. I'll, no, I will say it. I no, will say I, it. I agree. Heath Ledger in that movie. Mm. Like, Again, added to the list. (laughs) I didn't see it until college. I saw it like my first night, like in Cumberland with my roommate. We watched Ten Things I Hate About You, and I was just like, I remember the I remember the poem watching a Cinderella story before that. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) the poem scene of Ten Things I Hate About You was so like crazy, like upsetting, and then you Mm -hmm. realize like they're in the middle of a class. This is weird. (laughs) Every other student there is just like, what is going on? You can watch it on Disney Plus. Oh no, I I have to mention the original Bring It On movie. Ah, I didn't watch those. That's a good one. God. The f- all the rest of them can honestly be thrown in the trash. I'll yeah, watch the them. They were good. good. The first one is amazing. So good. So good. They don't follow the same storyline. It's like a different cast every time, which I don't like. Yeah. <sighs> okay. So those were the movies that have either haunted us or uh, <laughs> made us who we are. Made us who we are. And now we'll go on to our second top. I just lost Segment. words segment thank you you're welcome which is our guilty pleasures 
we were talking before this, like Aaron and I, I know had a really hard time with this because we just generally have no shame. So like, like I, but like, as I thought on it, I'm like, oh, maybe that's like a little bit embarrassing. So (laughs) it'll work. And so my, my first one has actually already been brought up on this episode, um, which is the Hallmark channel. (laughs) (laughs) That's, that's, that's a lot. Yeah. Very on brand. Um, I love the Hallmark Channel. We have literally been watching it every night. Well, especially this week because they've been premiering a new Hallmark movie every week for Thanksgiving. Um, I love Hallmark movies because the conflict is so minimal and there's always a happy ending. Yeah. So you don't every feel time. gypped. <laughs> I, I feel like with Hallmark movies, I've, I've said this a few times uh, to my friends, but I feel like with Hallmark movies, like, they're the baseline for, like, a passable movie. Like, Hallmark, they're, they're cheesy, but they're not bad movies. Like, they have a yeah. plot. They, they follow have a, the formula. Yeah. <laughs> it's a this, formula. There's a reason they use it. It works. Like, people like watching them. There's this one with Chad Michael Murray. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Take a shot every time Julie mentions Chad Michael Murray. <laughs> I'd be dead on the floor. <laughs> so good. But no, I can you tell me about it? Oh, so good, bro. (laughs) What just happened? So, um, it's called Right Before Christmas, and this girl writes like letters to like the five most important people in her life, like for Christmas. And it was like her music teacher, and Chad Michael Murray was like the son of the music teacher. That's how they got together, whatever. It was like the music teacher, her like mom's brother, and a member of a boy band. And then the member of the boy band's like inspired by her letter to like get the band back together. Listen, like as I'm saying it, Julie's like, feeling her One Direction <laughs> moment. All she has to do is write a letter. They're getting together. It's almost Christmas. Wow, was a right before Christmas. Right before Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think what what I think about Hallmark movies is they're like they're they're dangerously one step away from turning into those. Um, like romantic horror movies where like you get someone that like kidnaps somebody else. You know what I, you know what I'm talking about? Like yes. they're they're very they toe that line and then go to the positive side and they very easily could go back down yes. to the really scary side. If there was a if you had to fall one or the other between Hallmark movies person or LMN movie person, mm-hmm. the Lifetime Movie Network, those uh, are all honestly, in my opinion, ten times worse. Bad movies, but they all have very like messed up storylines and like usually crimes happen and it's like it's just over the top terrible i prefer those <laughs> oh no I prefer, I'm for the lifetime movies yeah that's upsetting yeah, I, don't know about the <laughs> I don't think they're good i just love to hate things and it's yeah, like i'll true. sit there and watch it and be that's like true. this someone made something this bad and that's insane that's fair as point. As long as you own it i feel like it's fine that's why i'm a washington fan i love hating myself so right yeah <laughs> I feel I'm bred to be this way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Then so my second guilty pleasure um are nightgowns. I love nightgowns. Have ever since I was like four, because I felt like a princess, you know, like like the really <laughs> frilly nightgowns. Yeah. Um I would just I thought I was hot shit in that nightgown when I was like four, right? But and then I went on a break. Because no one wears nightgowns <laughs> until yep. last summer. I was at Target, as one does, and I saw nightgowns, and I was just like, wait a second. 
I could bring back nightgowns. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to fix wolves. I'm going to fix nightgowns. <laughs> so I bought it. And I don't wear it now because it's too cold. But literally, I would be at the apartment on campus. I would get home from class, directly change into my nightgown. And that's what I would wear for the rest of the day. They are so comfortable and so soft and so, like, like flowy i don't know i just really like my nightgown aerodynamic <laughs> yeah i was gonna say dynamic um there's an I entire can't... episode of how i met your mother um where uh, marshall tries to convince barney that nightgowns are the freaking move and I, i'm for it they're great they're so good um and i went oh <gasps> i should get a long sleeve <gasps> nightgown so i can wear them during the winter yeah okay. Sorry. And then my you're writing that down. <laughs> Glad you found the inspiration on this, this episode here. And then my last one is the hit Nickelodeon series Victorious. Oh, that's a good show. Come on. <laughs> no, it's not. I don't like Victorious. That doesn't mean it's good. <laughs> it's not I a guilty with, I agree with Derek. There was a reason it was on for as long as it was. When they it's put funny. It on Netflix, it's funny, but it's bad. When they put it on Netflix, like, last year, I sat and rewatched all of it. Now, I will admit, towards the end, it got, like, really bad. Especially when, like, so, like, I, I loved Kat. I felt an emotional connection to her. I was like, we're the same person. And, but then they made her, like, concerning. <laughs> like, at first, she was just, like, ditzy, and I was just like, oh, that's me. And then I'm like, oh. I, I don't I feel like I shouldn't want to relate to her anymore. Like there like there was a point where like Kat was just like I, brain I, dead. Right. And I was just like, no, Dan Schneider, you had a good character and you ruined her. And I would argue that the music definitely got worse because there was one season where every song had the word boy in the title. So it was like Did LA not pass boys the test. running from boys 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 and i'm just like oh my god i was like slamming my head into a wall but the early on so good i will say um what's the, what's the one uh begging on your knees and freak the freak out or bang begging yep begging on your knees is my favorite one best friend's brother also very good <laughs> best friend I, I see okay when i first heard that um when did victorious come out it was a long time ago 2010 2010 okay because so i yeah so i was like 13 i was like in that range and the first time i heard breast friend's brother i'm like i'm close to six foot three i could be cool because <laughs> like, <laughs> i mean everybody had a crush on victoria justice when we were young oh yeah i think we all did punk <laughs> rock all drama, sing. Man, he's six yeah. foot three so good <sighs> am i next yes Aaron, you're next okay the reason i didn't drag julie for her nightgown statement is because <laughs> I can relate. I practice what I've called robe life, and I just uh, am always in a robe. Not right now. This I've is seen off, this, off I've brand. Seen this on Twitter, I, I understand where this is. Oh going. yeah. Yes. I just it all started back in the, like high school when I was like shopping at one of those places where like if you you buy like a certain amount of things, they're like, oh look, you spent a certain amount of money, like you get a free item, and it was a robe didn't think anything of it it changed my life <laughs> i'd never owned a robe like that before and i have like eight now and they're all there's different purposes like towel material robes mm -hmm. for different things 
soft ones. I have summer robes. They're thinner. I tie-dyed a robe. Oh, that's fun. It's just the way I live my life. And if if I couldn't wear a robe most of my, like, off time, like, when I'm at home, I'm always wearing one, I don't know if I would be considered happy. <laughs> well said. <laughs> I think everyone should try it. Just have one. Cool. I, I mean, do have robes, one robe, and I love it. Robes are comfortable, I will say. They're just so nice. And it's like, you just can throw it on. Except yep. when they're sold out at Duncan. That's when it's bad. Yeah. I'm a reminder. She's going to cry. She's going to be very sad. <laughs> yeah. There's only one on eBay. Like only one person. That kind of shocks it. me. How much is it? $175. Whoa. I think it was originally like probably 40 which is pricey. But like, I get it. It's a limited edition item. Like, I think my mom and my boyfriend were both going to get it for me for Christmas. And it sold out immediately. Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> it's sad i literally have thought about like somehow blackmailing or bribing my local duncan worker pinky i don't think that she has any information on this though <laughs> i would assume not but i could ask i don't think With she has to corporate so that was my first one um my second one is eating in my car mm. i really 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 like to do that i did that yesterday like when i first started my new job we had to park like really close to the building because of COVID. Like some of the certain garages were closed to the public, but open to the workers. So it was really close. And I, every day I just walked to my car and I ate it in there because I would rather be by myself in my little car instead of at my desk where people can like perceive me. That was incredible. Now we have to park at like a garage 10, a 10 minute walk away. So I can no longer do this. And it has <laughs> negatively impacted my life. Sad. But I don't know. My boyfriend and I often, when we go out to eat, we just know we're going to eat it in the car. Like pizza, we're eating it in the parking lot. McDonald's, we're eating it in the parking lot. Oh, yeah. That's McDonald's. We don't want to take it to Chipotle, eating it in the car. And we, we enjoy it. It's There's just some, a thing. I, I feel like I agree with that. There's something about like just the, the atmosphere of eating in your car where you're just like, this is nice. I like yeah, it. it's like, it's just my favorite little date. It's like, why, why do we need to go and sit at the table? We're already here. We're already the food is hot. Car. Let's just have a little chat in the car. So that's my second one. And you get to control your own music. like Exactly. That's a good point. Exactly. And then my last one. This is weird. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know when this started but have you guys ever seen on youtube or like honestly anywhere you've probably seen it where people will be like they'll, they'll post a video of them fi either finding out they're pregnant or telling like surprising family members <laughs> with being pregnant and getting their reactions on video sure yeah so like i don't the people i watch on youtube it's not like that but like occasionally some of the people that i've watched for a long time will get pregnant and then post one of those so i'm already invested in them because i watch them for other reasons so now they're pregnant and i'm like oh well i'll watch this and then my youtube recommended becomes all people finding out they're pregnant and then it's like i have to watch them and then i get so invested in their pregnancy journey because like you know youtubers like they share so much of their life that you don't need to. So then there's like every week of their pregnancy, there's a new video about their pregnancy and I have to watch it. And I get so invested all the way up until the birth vlog. And then I never watch their channel again after they have the baby. <laughs> That's a lot. That's I don't a know lot. why. I don't know why. I don't even know if I want children. 
there's something that and I, I don't I don't care I just I, I get so invested and I feel like I've learned so much about being pregnant that there's no reason for me to know but I, I just can't stop watching it I just had a visceral reaction to the word birth vlog I yeah that yeah. was at all that was that was primal like it's strange uh, it's such a strange thing like people uh, already share so much of their life like their personal life and then a birth vlog just yeah, for the whole world and it's like i have to watch it. okay all right but then i don't ever go back to their channel ever again i, I do don't care i do some sometimes i'll accidentally go down a rabbit hole of like engagement videos mm-hmm. oh my god I'm like oh no <laughs> Tyler and I, I have another one, I'm sorry. Tyler and I love watching really embarrassing, okay, not, I know I'm an asshole, okay, I get it, but, like, I love watching those videos of, like, the groom's reaction to the bride walking down the aisle, and it's just, like, absurd sobbing, Uh like, they cannot hold it together, it's, like, embarrassing almost. (laughs) I swear, I think it's so funny. Like, I like I like romance and cute stuff, but like if if Tyler ever did that, I would have to laugh. So you're having an intense emotional reaction. <laughs> you're like, ah, nerd. Yeah, it just it makes me like chuckle a little. I'm like garbage. Oh man, that's that's visceral. That is yeah. mean. <laughs> I know it is. Feelings. But no, there are certain ones on YouTube where it's like, come on, like. Or I'll see TikToks of them, and it's like, if if my husband doesn't react like this, I'm not walking down the aisle. And I'm I've like, seen those, yeah. <laughs> I already know I'm gonna cry when. That's my, okay. My I think wife. crying is totally fine. But like, when you have like snot running down your face. Oh yeah. Like, oh okay. That's you're like hunched like over, like controllable. Yeah, yeah, you just can't. Con- it's like a so- like a little kid sob. You're yeah, I can't do that a little much. Yeah. That that's all mine. <laughs> Guilty pleasures. <laughs> Wowza. Uh, okay, I can go next. Um, so my first one isn't necessarily, it's not like a guilty pleasure like universally. I think it's a guilty pleasure considering the things that I like and like the media that I consume. Um, and that my first one is NBC's This Is Us. That is my one oh, of my guilty pleasures because it is it. a phenomenal show. It's really good. Um, and I appreciate the way it's like filmed and the way it's put together and the acting in it. It's really good. Um, but there's something, there's something about just like whole, like a wholesome family. Like, uh, it's, it's almost like, it's not a, I don't know how to describe it, but it's like one of the, it's a, it's a like romantic, like family love dramedy, which is like not something I would normally watch like ever. Mm-hmm. Um, but that one, it, I don't know. It just like, it, 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 it wrapped me up and enveloped me in a way that I like don't understand why it just it's- did. It's so good. good. It's so I don't watch it because it's too sad for me. But I it's a feel good sad, cry though. though. Yeah, it's, it's always a feel sad. good cry. Yeah. No, I don't watch sad stuff. It's not that sad. I don't watch. I don't watch it. So. Uh, it's, what I think is most impressive about it is that it's written in real time. So like everything mm-hmm. that's going on in the show is also simultaneously happening outside in the world. It might be like a you know a few weeks behind, but that's why they go on um, so many hiatuses so much. That's the plural, I think. Um, sure. But no way they, to uh, yeah, they'll like take these breaks. They'll like have four episodes, then take like a month long break. And it's so they can shoot more and write more. Um, so that way it's like as current as possible. Yeah. Um, so like, I, I appreciate that, you know, like when they, they rewrote all of the current season to include like COVID and Black Lives Matter and stuff. And I was like, that's pretty cool um, that it's, it's like aware of what's going on in the world. And it's like right. very realistic. So I'm mm-hmm. like, so that's, that's my first yeah, one. I think um, it's very relatable. 
Yeah, like it's it's not like some of those shows like a, say a One Tree Hill or like a, the OC where it's so dramatic that it's like this would never happen to me. Like, right. It's not but, a daytime soap. Yeah, it's like stuff that legitimately could happen to you. And I appreciate that. Um my second one, I don't know how to describe these, but you know those, you know those like like um not posters, they're like you know how you go into Target and you like go down a certain aisle where it's like in the home decor section and it's like everything. It's like, oh, this house like lives off of like blah, blah, blah rule. Or like um, yeah. I have I have one that says into each day, put one teaspoon of good spirits, a dash of fun, a pinch of folly and a heart full of laughter. Stuff like that. I like collecting those because I think they're immensely positive and I think they're really fun. That's okay. the most font thing you've ever seen. <laughs> I'm upset with how font that is. I'm not. I can't decide if you're being slightly ironic about it. No, I'll go get it right now. Hold on. No, I mean like you can own it, but is it like 100% like live, laugh, love energy? Oh, oh my God. <laughs> I told you. I told you. This is like you know. The- you know when we. You know no. When when Julie told us that this was going to be the uh, the topic, I I thought that, and I had this discussion with Joe. I didn't think I had a whole lot of guilty pleasures because, in my opinion, something that you enjoy doing, you should never enjoy doing what? guiltily. You should feel guilty about that. <laughs> <laughs> I like them. I don't. There are some that are too much, but I like them overall because I think. They're very positive and like it's just a nice reminder when you walk by, you're like, oh yeah, like today's make today good. Um, hey, I can't judge you on that because that's entirely harmless. Yeah. It's not gonna so, hurt you. Hunter uh, is a live, laugh, okay. love bitch. I kind <laughs> yeah. of am, and I'm okay with that. I think being positive is good. I'm Although, texting the guys right now and telling them that you're a font ho. <laughs> I will say though, like Christian girl autumn, that's a little too much for me. I can't do that stuff, but but this is okay. I'm glad you know where the line is. <laughs> yeah, I know where to draw. Like sometimes I'll see stuff when I'm like in the store and I'm like, hmm, that's too much. But like some of them, if they're like simple enough, I'm like, yeah, okay, I can get behind this. This house is on coffee. Yeah. Is definitely. your love language words of affirmation? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it is. What God, about that? Pegged you, that pegged you harder than the clues. That pegged you harder than your star sign, bro. <laughs> I'm very predictable. It's fine. Shout out to episode whatever of Quarter Life Crisis. <laughs> 300 million ago um okay so that was my second one and then my last one is one that derek will never let me live down i will not i know exactly what it is what do you think it is no you say it because i don't want to be wrong (laughs) um i so i think derek you would assume that no it's not that um so this my guilty pleasure that i do not at all feel bad about at all is that there is a there is a western new york food staple that is called a pizza log. There it is. There it is. And I, I knew have it. zero shame in eating them because everyone here eats them and they're really good. Essentially what a pizza log is, is they took an egg roll and instead of inside it being traditional egg roll stuff, it's just pizza on the inside. And then I they have to have them. one. They're so good. Okay. And you like dip them in like marinara sauce. Um, and you just like, you, they're, they're at, at basically any bar in the Buffalo area and you can get them as like an appetizer. You can get them as a full meal. Um, and they're just unbelievable. They're so good. But every time I bring it up to anyone who's not from Buffalo, they're like, that's disgusting. And I'm okay. like, that's incredible. I, I would never that. make fun okay, of fried okay, food. Okay, 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 okay. So I had it when I visited Hunter in Buffalo. And of course it tastes good. It's marinara sauce, cheese, and pepperoni wrapped up in an egg roll. Yeah, but the concept of it is oh, so gross. Good, no, no, no. I will say I don't remember what restaurant it is. There's a couple. I think it's Victoria Gastropub in Columbia, mm-hmm. but there's been several restaurants I've been to where the same thing, basically, but it's a cheesesteak egg roll. Yeah, 
Yeah. I've had plenty of those. Yeah. The, the, like, the concept exists. I think, I, think, I think Derek just can't get over the fact that it's called a log. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's gross yeah. The name. I don't like the name. I, but I think it's called like a pizza roll. Like a pizza roll, I think I'd be a little less. Oh, I want pizza rolls now. <laughs> yeah, it now, kind of is like a pizza roll. Yeah. It's an egg roll, but it, with pizza. It's just a yeah. different fried outer. Yeah. yeah. It makes but the so thing upset. that, um, the thing that, so when Derek was here with some of the other guys, we, uh, we went to this one restaurant and they had, they had what was called a, a transit log, which transit is one of the main roads in Buffalo that goes through everywhere. But it was a pizza log that what was, it was, it was wrapped in bacon and then dipped in barbecue sauce. Oh. which that's a, that's, a, that's a little too much it's we didn't much. get it we didn't, we didn't get, get it, them but this is also at the same restaurant you could get a pint of bacon <laughs> actually a pint of bacon that oh. made me like physically nauseous like yes. just hearing it I'm so like, many flavors i feel like i'd want to try it once to say i did just to it. say you did ever order it again but pizza logs ultimate guilty pleasure they're amazing if you've never had them you can get them at any wegmans any wegmans I ate so much lettuce when I came back from that trip. I think I ate <laughs> lettuce for nut for all of my meals for like three days. Yeah. <laughs> Buffalo is whenever you go to Buffalo, there's like the ten thousand calorie challenge to see how fast you can get to ten thousand calories, and it's very easy to do. It's the oh heart capital of America. I've never been to Buffalo, but I do have cousins in Buffalo, so if I ever go, lots of food. I'll think about what you said. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll just ponder it. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I guess that means I'm up. Um, all right. So the first one I have is kind of like less guilty. Um, I, I've I've come to terms with it, but uh, I'm a huge fan of How I Met Your Mother. I mentioned it a second ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason that I think it's guilty is because I know it's like, I, I dunk on Friends constantly. I think Friends is, is an objectively not a good show anymore. Um, and I grew up and I say that because I didn't grow up watching it and I'm no I'm sure if I grew up watching friends I would love it but I didn't so I think it's bad and I and notice I see that I recognize that if it would be the same exact thing if I didn't grow up watching how I met your mother because I think from season three onward so like 2007 onward I watched every episode live and I loved it. And I loved every second of it. And then I realized it's just the friends formula that was written a little bit better. Yeah. So like, it's a little I more understand. like a recent. Yeah. Yeah. It, it took, it took a different approach to it. It was, it was a little more story driven. Um, it had, a, it had the thing about like the narrator actually like being set in the future t- talking to his kids. It had that yeah. kind of like little trope to it. But other than that, it's, it was the same show. And I think it's, I think it's great except for the last three minutes. Okay, I was going to say, if you're going to bring it up, I need to know what your thoughts are on the ending. No. Because it, it ruined the show for me. It was fantastic until those... I was like, this is such a good ending. It's so realistic. I was going to say a spoiler alert, but it, the end, it ended seven years ago. Right. Um, it was great. It wrapped up beautifully. It took a really like realistic approach with how like friend groups like develop over time as people like grow apart and mature and like mm-hmm. enter new stages of their lives. I love the fact that like the true story wasn't about the mother. It was about like letting go of like lost love. And it was mm-hmm. like talking about like cherish those that you had while you had them because she died. And then he was like, well, that's how I met your mother. That's how it happened. And they're like, yeah, you want to bone Aunt Robin. And then he went and did it. And I'm yeah. like, oh, my God, you were this close. So this close. close. <laughs> I was pissed. I was so mad with that ending. But mm-hmm. it, it was I, – I, now anytime I watch the finale, I turn it off after – and you're after just like it's over. 20, after 2030, Ted Mosby says, "In that kids, it's how I met your mother." I'm like, "Boom, you're That's done. It. Good job. <laughs> yep. Great Season ending. Over. 
So yeah, that's that's my first one. Um, the second one is, and I will be taking a lot of flack for this. I love being the craft beer guy. It's it's just like I see him getting dunked on on every form of social media, and it's just every every bit of it is accurate. There was this guy that was like, "Have you had this new IPA called She's on Top? You know how cardboard smells? It tastes like that." And I'm like, "Yep, that's that is that's it. You got us." But like, it's just fun. I like trying everywhere I'll go. Like if I'm in a new area, I have to get a local beer. I like when I was in Nashville, I um. I just went to the bartender. I said, what's your favorite Nashville beer? And a few of them were really annoyed with me, but a lot of them were just like, oh, heck yeah, I got you this selection. It's mm-hmm. just fun. It's a fun, like an easy way to like connect with people because a lot of people like beer and there's a million different t- types that you can get. Now, like I'm a little ashamed that I like being that guy so much, but it's my dad's fault. He had me drinking craft it. beers when I was like, well, beer is wheat water. And I stand by that. That's, <laughs> that's like, that's like saying wine is, is grape, grape juice. water. It is. You can't. <laughs> Which like wine is, it's just spiked grape juice. Really. It's just spiked grape juice. And I love it. You can, you can break down anything. Yeah. Wrong. But I am a, I'm a beer person. If I have yeah. to choose. Yeah. I'm not an IPA gal, yeah. but I am You're very- tethered to an IPA guy. Yeah. So I get it. Yeah. It's, it's like fine. It doesn't yeah, bother I, me. I think it's funny sometimes when like the description goes into a few minutes and I'm like, what? And yeah, the description it's, it's is a too novel. Much. That's a problem. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. otherwise, like, I think it's a fun little hobby. I, I get Snapchat videos of different reviews <laughs> and thoughts and taste tests from him, and I'm like, you know what? <sighs> Get down, Tyler. Yeah. Do it. Do your thing. I think when 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 beer like on the on the box when it when it starts with you know in a backwater town in Germany in 1846, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no, this is. Good. <laughs> Tell me what it tastes like. Yeah, I went on. A, I went on. A- a tour guide, a tour of the um, New Belgium Brewery in Fort Collins, Colorado, and the first stop was all about how their founder um, came up with the idea for New Belgium because he was riding around on a bike in Belgium and he found this little backwater uh, hole in the wall pub and he went in and talked to the owner who was also the bartender about how they brew their beer and it was like a three hour conversation and I'm like this is such a lie but oh my god I love it. Oh, I felt <laughs> the same way when I when I visited Ireland. I thought the Man. the original like the Dublin Guinness Brewery tour was lame. Yeah. But I went to the Jameson Distillery tour ah. and that was sick. And it was the same way. Like there was some guy with like an insane accent like talking about history and like different grains and like it had there was like a map and he was pointing the map dramatically about different places. It was an experience. That's the thing about the Irish. They're more about their hard liquor than they are their beer. They just don't show it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I do like, I do like being the craft beer guy. My last one and is something that I'm ashamed of and forever will be. It's something that I hate to admit to anybody, but I'm so willing to have a four hour conversation with about it. I love Glee. Okay. Glee is objectively. I'm the right person. Oh. I'm the right person for you to talk to. You're going to rip Glee off friends but say ob- Glee. Okay. No, 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 no. Glee Come is on. objectively the worst TV show I've ever seen. I agree. But, it's but you love great. it. Great. Oh, my God. I it's watched, I've watched so the first funny. three seasons of Glee I don't know how many times. Yep. It's hysterical. So yes. Upset. It's like you have a, a creepy-ass like, choir teacher. 
that like that's like stuck in who's like i just love how they make fun of themselves like sue is always just like your best friend is a 19 year old kid and it's like it is that's weird (laughs) it's super weird and i love when the one of one of the adults was like none of these kids decide where they want to go to college until they have like three weeks left in their senior year and i'm like yes that's weird (laughs) it's oh my god and like and they're all very talented singers there's a reason like why so like the music listening to music is kind of fun but like yeah it's the scene it really wraps it up for me is in season four when um, Kurt and Rachel are living together in New York and they're visited by Finn who ran off to the army and Blaine who just cheated on Kurt. And then they all like, they both broke up simultaneously mm-hmm. and they sang don't speak. Oh my God. <laughs> the worst cinematic decision in history. And I have watched that scene a hundred times. I love that show. It's so bad and it's so great. I wanted I wanted to hate it after uh like that jump in time that they did where there was like the new cast, like yeah. Ryder and what's her name? I yeah, wanted to Marley. hate that because I, I didn't really care to be attached to new characters. No. But it was still very good. Yeah, it's, it's I, like... I do think, like, and Derek and I have talked about this before, you cannot convince me otherwise that Jesse St. James was called Jesse just so they could sing Jesse's Girl. His girl? Oh, I for reason. sure... Which, like, is a good TV name. That. That's a good TV character name, but, like, I, come I, on, I, very obvious. I also like how on the nose, like, all the song selections were. And the best example of that was during, like, the religious episode where... Um, Finn accidentally creates grilled cheeses. Yes. And he prays the grilled grilled cheeses to get a win, to touch Rachel's boobs, yep. and to um, make himself the quarterback again. And then Sam gets hurt, so that's why he's the quarterback again. And then he goes to Miss Pillsbury and he goes, It's my fault because I prayed to God and it happened. And Miss Pillsbury is just like, You know, like God like manifests himself in a lot of different Here's ways. Here's a pamphlet like, about it. <laughs> and then he sings Losing My Religion, which isn't about religion. <laughs> And I'm like, wait a minute. I looked it up and losing my religion is like an old Southern meaning meaning like, like losing my shit. Like not like, I'm like going nuts. I'm pissed. Yeah. And he's literally singing it as if he doesn't believe in God anymore. I love it. So I've only seen the first season of Glee. Oh, you need to keep watching. It's so good. And I, before I watched Glee, I was told by many a people that if I would have continued theater, like become a theater kid, <laughs> I would have grown up to be Rachel Berry. Yeah. Um, I, and I, I, I'm sorry. I and that. then I watched Glee. And then Insult. I, but then I realized it was so true. Yeah. I was just like. Yeah, it's pretty on the nose. Oh. I, have, I have a hot take. Rachel, Rachel um, was like the perceived villain for a little bit because she sucks. I think the absolute worst character on that show is Quinn. I agree. I hate her so much, and I think her yeah. singing voice is nasally. She's the worst. Oh my god! <laughs> Although I will, was on TikTok with the the say a little prayer for you. I like yeah. bop like every time it comes up on my for you page. I was just like, this is the best song like ever. I also uh, just really enjoy how we as an internet group. I don't even know what to call. It. I don't want to say generation because I just feel like it's a internet certain group. group of people. We've just all decided to hate. Mr. Shoe, yeah. yeah, or like you know the real life dude. Matthew, Morris. I love that that has happened. Have you guys seen him as the Grinch? Oh my god, yes. That's terrifying. terrifying, terrifying! Like it is 2020, y'all. You can do better with makeup. This is ridiculous. It, it stinks because they showed a scene of like the like uh the Grinch, yes. like the production that they're doing, 
during the Thanksgiving Day Parade, and it actually looked pretty good. And then they showed Matthew Morrison, and I was like, I can't watch this. <laughs> no, I will not look at <laughs> like, it. I can't. But yeah, I, I mean, Mr. Shu is just a just a bad, bad teacher. Bad. Yeah. Teacher. Also, like, he teaches Spanish and knows, like, barely any Spanish. No Spanish. It's really, it's really odd. Yeah, that was a weird... That was yeah, weird. Like, they, oh, we need a Spanish really teacher. introduced that until, like, the second until the second season like he it was normal that he was a spanish teacher and then they're like hey he doesn't know spanish and we're like wait a minute what <laughs> oh man i oh god that that show that, it, it's great it's it's great and because it's it's horrendous we watch we fought me and my girlfriend watched joe to watch or my roommate to watch the two um christmas episodes and he goes okay i get it but the show is bad and i'm like i know and that's why it's great exactly yeah i think it's the fact that like it it, it did not come off well when it began and then it just like aged even worse and then people were like yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> Wait, Aaron, Aaron, who's your who's your favorite character on glee oh i want to say i want to say santana same oh my god same okay, okay. i love santana santana's great santana, just santana like, is, my, she, is my lgbt queen yes the ability that she has to just rip a bitch up with her vicious words she's so i mean. love it she's so that's see that's why i hated quinn because quinn was was that mean but pretended that she wasn't yeah. and she was like and she like, was like i lost everything it's like well you cheated on your boyfriend it's it's your own yeah. fault like <laughs> exactly oh okay anyway sorry we can stop talking that's about okay. you now that was <laughs> That was all we had I'm left, very I passionate guess. about Glee. Yeah. Okay. So I, looking at the clock, we have run to our normal signing off point because uh, we tend to talk way too long, but that's okay. It's just uh, what we do as yes. me and Aaron. Um, so Hunter and Derek, would you guys like to give any plugs or shout outs for our listeners? Yeah, well, obviously. <laughs> obviously listen to our podcast quarter yeah. life crisis if you don't already quarter life crisis is just like seinfeld it's a podcast about nothing and the main characters are idiots so yeah. it'll be a great time if you enjoy if you enjoy my public our public diary you'll enjoy quarter life crisis yeah i and feel energy. like <laughs> the, the energy is very similar of just us rambling about nothing yeah. um so but I think we do it well. I think we all do it well. <laughs> I think we're all funny. Exactly. <laughs> Call back. Oh, to did Victoria. you just did you just pull a Victoria Justice on the Victoria's <laughs> cast? I did that earlier, and only Julie noticed. Oh, I didn't hear you. Darn. <laughs> I said I think we were all attracted to Victoria Justice. Oh, oh I thought you were. I, I thought you were genuinely like, yeah, Victoria Justice is hot. I mean, yeah, but like, yeah. Oh, that's what I tried. <laughs> Uh, okay. Yeah, no, we are we are all funny. Don't worry. Yeah, listen to their podcast, or I'll be mad. There you go. All right. So that was chapter fourteen of our public diary. I'm Julie. I'm Aaron. We're yeah. idiots. Are we? Yeah. Are we talking? You <laughs> didn't know what you wanted. From no them. visual cues. <laughs> We're drunks. <laughs> that was Hunter and Derek. Yeah. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Yay, bye. 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 <laughs>